Welcome to Get Off Red, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we've got one of my favorite authors back. We have Stephen Paul Trung back, and we're going to talk about his latest book, The Afterlife, A Journey to Now You Know What Will Happen. So if you're ever curious or concerned about what happens when we make that little transition, you're going to get some answers today. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that you've been holding back, but you guys know I always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can hope. To find out more about me and the services that I offer, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on LinkedIn. Folks, I got off of Twitter, so Twitter and I don't exist together anymore. Now, if you like the podcast, you know, help a girl out. Give me some stars, subscribe, love to hear from you, okay? Now, my guest today, Stephen Chong, Master of Education, is a speaker and author of six published novels. Over the past 30 years, he has provided guidance and motivation to countless people through his inspirational messages and ability to bring the best out in people. Stephen is a gifted storyteller and his wise observations of modern work and personal life provide deep insight how to realize your highest potential through a rich and fulfilling life. Stephen's stories help make this life and the eternal next a far better place. And you can check him out at his website, and that's stephenchong.com.au, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-H-O-N-G.com. Welcome back, Stephen. Monique, it is so good to see you. Uh, There has been much water under the bridge since our last discussions. I know, we were just talking. It's been about three years, right? It has, yes, far too long. Yeah, because I was telling you the orange thing was still in office, and I'm actually, folks, as I'm recording this, wearing orange. (laughs) It's really weird. Um, It's good to see you. Good to see you too. This wonderful new book, um, The Afterlife. What is it about? You put it in a wonderful story form. And I absolutely love stories because it helps the information as far as I'm concerned, stick with you. So walk us through what is The Afterlife all about? Well, Monique, at at one level, to me, it's a guide to the hereafter. What happens to us after we cross over the veil? consequential of of the actions we've taken in life 
Um, I, I describe it like a like a scenic uh, in the writing process. It was like a scenic railway tour. Like mm-hmm. I was taken to these different places, and I was like taking dictation. You know, I was seeing these things and hearing this music and going, "Oh my god!" You know, but that's but that's what it was like, uh-huh. and that's that's how the story evolved. But I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you something really interesting okay. uh, about. Oh, it was about three months after the after I'd finished writing, and I'm thinking, I'm missing something here. It takes me a while. You know, the, the corpuscles don't work so well. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I what I recognised in the writing was not just a story, but embedded in the story were these laws, and I've called them the laws of heaven and earth. Uh, uh, um, uh, metaphysical isms, if you like, that tell us how to live our life better. Now, I, and I've written them down. I, I found fifteen, oh, so wow. you know, okay. I, which was kind of cool. And there might be more, but they're the ones I found. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. But they're they're like laws that help us live life to the fullest to realize our higher purpose. I'm going, whoa! I didn't I didn't realize that when I when I was writing that. Mm-hmm. The, the story, writing the book. Wow, well, that's wonderful. The fifteen laws. Now, our for our guests' sake, are they included in this book, or is that the next book to come? Well, no. Oh, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a couple, and I've, I've got them here beside me. So, if you okay. don't mind if I read? Yeah. Um, let me just pick one. Oh, pick a couple. I'm fine. Okay. What you have caused to affect in your fellow man is what declares your place in heaven. Interesting. Isn't so, that interesting? What yeah. you have caused to affect in your fellow man. So what you say, so you reap, but what, I, what you cause to another declares what level in heaven you, mm-hmm. you, you attend. Um, and here's, here's a, another one. We are all one in spirit. What you have done to another you do to yourself. That's like the golden rule. <laughs> it's a golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I say it took me three months to recognize that these things were inherent in the story. So anyway, mm-hmm. but yes, the, the, I must tell you the book itself to the writing was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a bit about it later, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm seeing these things and hearing the, the music and it was like I heard the words in my head mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'm sort of writing this stuff and I'm going, wow, where is this coming from? <laughs> mm. So is the book actually channeled because it is story form, novel form. So is the book channeled or the words channeled or is it the energy that is channeled? Oh, that's a good question, Monique. Uh, and I've got to tell you, uh, I'm just an ordinary dude, you know, and I mm-hmm. uh, ch- the term channeling I, I, I'm not comfortable with. Okay. But what, what it was like was like tuning in. So, you know, uh, I'll, give, I'll give you the background to, to, to the writing because mm-hmm. I'd actually given up writing after book number five, uh, mm-hmm. Bodies of Consequence. I said, I'm done. I'm not doing anymore. Oh, okay. It's all over. You know, I'm, I'm getting old and, you know, I want to plant tomatoes in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, uh, you can't, behind me, you, you can't quite see we're in rainforest. 
And like a good 60-odd-year-old, one day I'm up cleaning out the gutters, about five metres off, off the ground. Okay. And the ladder slipped and I fell through, you know, all these plate glass windows behind me. Ladder went through all that. I'm on all this glass everywhere. Uh-huh. I've fallen in amongst all this glass and I can't feel anything. <laughs> I thought, uh-oh. That's oh, not sh-. good. <laughs> no, no, not good. <laughs> uh, but but lucky, I I... On the day, my wife was here. Normally, it was a Saturday, and normally she's off doing things. Mm-hmm. And we're very remote. So if she hadn't been here, I'd be dead. Okay. Anyway, but so, but to continue the story, about uh, oh, it took me about three months to recover. Mm-hmm. And in that time, I had this, the toggle going through my head, you know, the afterlife journey too, and it wouldn't leave me alone. So... <laughs> Eventually, I've said, okay, to the universe, I'm in. I'll, whatever it is you want me to write, I'll write. But the afterlife, what mm-hmm. do I know? So you, you, you have to show me. Mm-hmm. So I sat with that confirmation. I sat and every time I sat, the, it was just there. It was a mate. I had to see. It was like looking through this character's eyes and I'm seeing what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the, the music and the, the, the magnificent colours and the buildings was all there and mm-hmm. I just had to write what I saw. So I call it channeling, if you will. Uh, I, I just prefer it was just listening or tuning in, something like that. Okay, it's kind of like when, what, God, whomever spoke to Moses, you know, you hear you hear the <laughs> voice, you hear the sound, you smell the smells. Now, you yeah. say that... Um, what we do here affects where we go in heaven or what levels mm-hmm. that we go mm-hmm. in, in heaven. What about if we, let's take something right out of the news. Um, here in the United States, there's this big thing going on with these uh, four college students that were killed in their um, room. And there was two other students that were in the room, but they didn't get killed in the house, I should say, and didn't get killed. So the person that killed those four young people, do they, do you believe based on what you received that they have the opportunity to go to one of the levels of heaven or are they going someplace different altogether? To answer that question, let me give you uh two two situations okay uh, and the first one is the main character whose name was Athar uh in life was abused by the clergy and ultimately took his own life and he was stuck in purgatory uh-huh. now and this is the main character the one I'm whose eyes I'm seeing through uh-huh. now he was released from these, and I saw them as mists or, or this purgatory, and, and because he was stuck in there by virtue of his guilt and his anger towards people that had done bad to him. Mm-hmm. And he was released from that, that purgatory by the Bishop of the Sea under whose insouciance he was abused. So forgiveness was at the heart of both parties elevation Uh to the heavenly realms so 
to to get back to your to your to your very good question, that that the heart of, of that terrible incident has got to be forgiveness for one to the other in order for uh, uh, ascension, elevation to mm-hmm. the higher levels of heaven to occur. Um, but the other thing I must tell you, just apropos to that, one of the places that I was taken to, I called them the nether regions. Now, if you can imagine, uh, uh, I saw like a, a, a desolate, but like a forest fire, and they're, they're taken through this desolate land and through this big portal, uh, it was it was like it was horrendous. Uh, I saw these huge vortices, power circles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and these souls were trapped in these vortices, and they couldn't. You know, they were, but they were, It wasn't God's judgment for what they had done; rather, they were trapped by choice. Uh, uh, and one thinks of the the anger. Uh, the seven deadly sins, you know, mm-hmm. lust, gluttony, that sort of but they were, they were they were trapped in these vortices by their own choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were outside of these vortices were these angels in waiting that were waiting for these souls to re, to, re, to redeem them, to repent, if you will, uh, and release themselves from this burden of choice. And mm-hmm. then they were taken off into, into different different levels so i don't know if that entirely answers your question but but uh, 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 it brings me back to i'll read you another uh, uh, law of of of, um, of heaven now where was it about forgiveness law number eight forgiveness is at the heart of your ultimate realization (laughs) say that again Forgiveness is at the heart of your ultimate realization. So I guess that means that if, you know, if somebody does bad to you, um, one has to forgive for, you know, future further elevation into heavenly realms. That's about the best I can do. Okay. And do you think there's a case where people who make their transition aren't willing to forgive? Because I mean, oh, the, I'm, the pain I'm, is still I'm, raw, I'm, hurt, whatever. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of it. Yeah. And then they would be stuck in purgatory. Mm, I would think so. Okay. I would think so, Monique. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's really sad, you know. Um, I sh- shared with you before the show that my uh, brother-in-law passed away, oldest stepson passed away. Uh, my uncle just buried. Um, what, three weeks ago it's a lot of death in a short period of time that's happened all actually nine months not even a year and you shared that you know you had someone very close to you um pass over why is it that so many people it seems are finding they got to make their escape now they don't want to wait because i mean some of these people that are talking about were young okay my Mm. son and my um brother-in-law were relatively young and why are they choosing to leave now if you believe in the fact that we contract to do certain things at certain times? So then mm-hmm. in that contract, we have our exit you know, strategy. Yes. But it seems like more people are finding more creative ways to leave Earth now. Oh, isn't it? Well, interesting doesn't even begin to describe it, doesn't it? But, mm-hmm. but yes, 
Uh, I, I think it comes back to the burden of choice. You, know, you take, you know, when I fell off this ladder, I am absolutely certain. I mean, that was a obviously a, a crisis or a pivot point for me, mm-hmm. and I could have quite easily said, "Okay, uh, I'm done. It's this is all too hard." Mm-hmm. But in what I what I know is, in my case, I have a job to do. I've got a purpose, like you, and all mm-hmm. the wisdom that you have. We have purpose to fulfil and a determination to fulfil it. Okay. <laughs> so we remain fixed to that mm-hmm. and trust that we will be guided and given the gifts to enable us to fulfil that purpose. Um, but the burden of choice remains if that becomes too hard, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and we we go to our father and know that we'll be loved and, and blessed in the doing, and not judge, you know, harshly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you and I know is, with the strong determination we have and the gifts that we've been given, that we've got a job to do, and my goodness, we will do it to the best of our capabilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so taking that a step further, what happens? Um when we do make the transition and we have a certain BS belief system and say the belief system is heaven and hell and you know that you've done wrong because you just murdered six people. So you're not expecting yeah, yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. to go to heaven, just like there are different levels of heaven. Are there different levels of the opposite? And I use yes. the opposite because some people don't believe, you know, in those two. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you, you have the gift of having read the book and, and you remember uh, the the bishop who was rather self-righteous in his beliefs. And, and oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was stripped of all of that. Uh, through his evolution in, in the heavenly realms, he was he was denuded, if you will, of those mm, not-so-correct beliefs of heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but I, I think it, it, the, the kernel for, for that character was his willingness to discard um, what was obviously not true and to then be open to the realisation of what is or uh, in, in the heavenly realms that enabled his progression to, to, to the higher levels. Um, so to the, the, the other interesting thing about that, Monique, I think, is that one of the other laws... Let me find which number. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. Uh, uh, the emperor wear, in heaven, the emperor wears no clothes. Mm, so, okay. <laughs> what number so, is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I just, I, let me see. It's here and I, I'm having a boy's look. Okay. Oh, here it is. Number nine. In okay. hand, the emperor wears no clothes. Okay. Um, so what, what that tells me is whatever our station, whatever our, uh, uh, you know, whether we're king or pauper, mm-hmm. um, whatever we believe gets stripped away and the truth gets revealed. So you can't, you know, it, it, as you remember, the bishop in, this, in, in, in the book, you know, he was so self-righteous and said, well, I, you know, I've been your bishop. I've been your man. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Jack, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so all that gets swept away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
then we go to different places to learn for the next incarnation. Oh, yes. Is that how it goes? So we, a lot of people on earth either know or believe in heaven, know or believe in hell. But what mm. about the afterlife, the life between lives? There's not a lot of information really um, shared about that. So can you enlighten us on, you know, what happens? I mean, we, we lose our body. The mm. soul still lives. Um, we reflect on, you know, I guess overall how we've been good or bad or Yes. Yeah, again, it's a very good question. I, I can, I'll, I'll tell you again what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, and what, what I saw were the, these myths of purgatory where so you pass, pass over and in these myths, this purgatory, you get to look in this mirror of self-reflection to see what you've done. Well, the, the, you know, the, the life review okay. this, it all flashes before your eyes. Mm-hmm. And then you have to face yourself for what not god not on his mighty throne judging you but you okay, face yourself you're judging yourself you're judging yourself absolutely mm-hmm. uh, uh, and from there what i what i saw was um moving out of you you become how do i best describe this become robed mm-hmm. in um what i saw was that like a head to tail robe like uh, our aura, if I can put it that way. So okay. we're in this energy field, and the people were souls were coming out of this mist into heavenly realms, and they were clothed, some in bright, beautiful white, you know, shining, beautiful colors that I couldn't even begin to describe, mm-hmm. and flashes of all different colors. But others were cloaked in dark, uh, like hessian brown, you know, obviously for things. And my understanding is that other souls in heaven can look at your robe and know exactly what you need. <laughs> that, again, I, I just relate to what I, what I saw on her. Uh-huh. And once you, the colour of the robe designates the pathway you follow. So... Okay. So it's not necessarily true that a husband and wife could pass separately, even years and years apart, but go to the same place and have that meeting, you know, of seeing each other again. If one is bright, light, say yellow, and the other one is a gritty black. Uh, well, that's again, uh, uh, another good question. I would think that love is the bridge. So if that love is the bond between the husband and the wife or the 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 child and the parent and, and that bridge is eternal uh, uh, and that binds us across all of the lives of eternity the, but that love is the bridge so if mm-hmm. if that if that bond is strong and true mm-hmm. then that love endures and one can uh, move elevate evolve from there but, you know okay but, so the one that is light could help the one that is dark shed some of the darkness or i would think so I, I, I would think that would be the case yes. Okay. yes is there a case where the reverse could happen that the one that is dark would tell the one that's like hey it's more fun over here come on over <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I i'm not sure that it's going to work that way no okay um but it might be that pardon me not, not computer um 
that, that again, forgiveness is the key, you know, be, mm-hmm. inherent between any relationship of importance like husband and wife, there are things to work out. So if, 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 if forgiveness is required, um, you remember in the book between the uh, father main character and his mother mm-hmm. on earth, where he, yeah, she was a very mm, troubled soul <laughs> and caused him much distress. Mm-hmm. But he, in his efforts, he was evolving and he was cloaked in this beautiful robe and he was seeing great things. But she was stuck in this Hessian going down different pathways. And he tried to forgive her for what she'd done. But she wasn't willing to accept that mm-hmm. forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So she had to follow that, yeah, that, that path. So, yeah, love love is a bridge and forgiveness is is the key that unlocks us to higher levels that I can see. Okay. Now, in your book, you talk about um, very various interesting places, but um, let's talk about three of them. The first one is the healing arena. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. One of the, the, the uh, again, I can just, what I saw. So the mm-hmm. character approached this like a huge Colosseum like you know the roman Colosseum, and it was full to the brim of all these beautiful souls and they're they're all chanting in unison the om sound so it's just lifting to the stratosphere and in the middle of this arena were these recliner lounges and and these beautiful angels seraphim brought in these uh, uh, disabled souls. They were crippled. Their, their souls had been, the spirits had been deformed. Mm-hmm. And they were made to lie on these uh, lounge chairs. And in walked this beautiful angelic being. And he, he, he raised his hands and started to manipulate the energy into a magnetic ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ball was spinning. Again, this is what I'm seeing. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and this beams of light shot out of this magnetic ball mm-hmm. into the souls that were reclining on the lounges. And after the, the, the ball was withdrawn, these souls were reborn, renewed. Their souls were cleansed. Okay. And, um, and what I what I learned subsequently from that that healing arena is that soul um, burdens or sins imposed by others are not held by the self. Okay. So if if I if I do something really bad to you to hurt you and you know, cause you deformity of spirit, mm-hmm. you don't suffer consequences of that action. Okay. I do. So you okay. are relieved of those burdens. Doesn't relieve you from the burdens that you have caused others, right? But what others have imposed on you. So these souls were totally renewed in this in this healing arena, okay. and like I, I couldn't even begin to describe the colours and the lights to you, but you know, um, just use your magic. It's like colours and lights of tenfold the mm-hmm. colours of a rainbow. Yeah, I, I just feel the energy and it just feels um, glorious. It really feels good. What about yeah. the nether regions? 
Well, that was the one I, exp- uh, uh, I was described before. That's those vortices. That's when they were okay. taken down to those. So, yeah, we, we've covered that. But that that was, uh, um, again, just something to behold because I'm observing all of this through the eyes of this character. And I'm going, what the, you know, it's, and I'm just doing my best to describe it. Mm-hmm. But importantly, uh, and I remember asking the question, this is not God's judgment. This is the choice. People are locked into these. They can't escape from their own choices. Mm-hmm. And there are angels waiting for them to redeem themselves, mm-hmm. uh, repent, mm-hmm. and then they're taken away and, and healed and evolved through heavenly realms. Okay. Well, let's talk about something that really just bothers me, and that's the death of children. I understand that people come in and there's a reason and this, that, and the other. But when you get a newborn who's two, you know, days old and it passes, it's like, why? Or then a five-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 14-year-old, you know, it, it seems like because here on earth we're programmed to live a while and do certain things, it just seems when that life is truncated that there's something I don't know, wrong, weird, uh, hurtful. Yeah. Monique, I've got to, uh, I'll, I'll try my best to describe that the, the hall of children. I got taken into this beautiful building and there's this blue mist, I can remember this blue mist pervading and there was this most angelic being there who was the guardian for this hall of children. Mm-hmm. And how it was described, uh, and e- even now I'm getting chills because I can feel the love that was in this building. Okay. It, it was just extraordinary. And these children, would, whether they were fledgling little babes, souls in arms, or, mm-hmm. or young children, uh, they were nurtured with so much love. I cannot even begin to describe to you there is and again what i understand it, there is no it, 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 there is no deprivation for ch- children that have left earth plane early are nurtured so so beautifully in the heavenly realms by the father mm-hmm. and his angelic beings that if if you saw what i saw and felt what i felt you would go oh yes that hurts big time mm-hmm. however i know my child is so beautifully loved in the heavenly realms, nurtured. There's no fear for the youngsters or, you know, um, wanting to come back and be with, you know, family members or anything like that. Is it like what, and I'm, my understanding is, you know, if someone adult age, they pass over, they look at, you know, they can look back down at the physical body and say, okay, that's where my soul used to be, but they can gather themselves and move on. Would a baby have the same information, if you will, to do something like that? Let, let me, uh, in fact, funnily enough, you asked this this question because I've got the passage right here in, oh, in okay. front of me. Would you, I'll just read the paragraph yeah, if you don't sure, mind. Please, yes. All children who have left the earth plane in the early stages will continue their education and well-being. All shall receive proper instruction to the ways of heaven. No child shall be left behind in their education of the divine laws of heaven and earth. They are all without exception, given the knowledge required to progress through the stages of the divine. Mm. Okay. So 
no child knows any deprivation. No, none, none are left behind. They are all nurtured to prime. Okay, so prime I, got a, I got another question for you. What about our fur babies when they make their crossing or the animals in the woods or wherever, when they make their, does everybody go, you know, to us, to that point, if you will, because I call it a point because there's many paths to get there, many different belief systems, religions, or whatever, but they're all talking about that one point of source. So yes. when I, you were I, I, did I, you happen to see animals or feel them? I, I No, I cannot say that I did. No, I, I uh -huh. did not see animals uh -huh. in, in, in the discourse, in, in, in the uh -huh. description. So I, I could only... Um, give you a point of view on that, so I don't. Okay, I'll well, share your point of view. But uh, love, love again is a bond. Mm -hmm. Why would it not be that our love for a furry being as much love? Love is king. So if um, uh, is love is the bridge that helps us evolve to higher levels. So if it requires that a furry being mm -hmm. <laughs> becomes part of that journey, well, I'm sure it's the case. Okay, so since we're here to learn about love, at least that's my BS belief system, but we're here to learn about unconditional love, we all eventually get back to that same point. It's just when and where and how we choose to take that path. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and I must say, that again, what, one of the other things I saw, there were souls in heaven that were, how would I put it, content to be, to... Uh -huh. To stay where they were and to learn to love or whatever whatever level they were mm -hmm. but there were others like our our central characters uh that said oh there's more i i've got service to perform i've got more to do so though they, they learned and relieved themselves of of lifelong burdens and they were elevated to okay. to the higher realms okay so i'm going to ask a really weird question um, <laughs> we, we make our transition the body is left behind does it really matter how the body is disposed of some people say well if you're cremated that's an abomination or if you're in the ground you're going to be there forever because of ashes to ashes dust to dust mm. so is there any energy because i don't think there's any judgment but is there any energy on how we choose to dispose of the shell that we wore as souls mm. being here it's a good question I, I again from from the book's descriptives i have no indication okay. of that so I, again i can only give you what i what i believe not what mm -hmm. i saw okay so uh, and what i would believe is it wouldn't make any difference. The soul is eternal, loved eternally. It, um, you have to shed, the snake sheds its skin because it doesn't need it anymore. It, it mm -hmm. evolves. Mm -hmm. Same with us. The body becomes tired and it's fulfilled to the best of its ability, its purpose here on earth. Mm -hmm. So we have to go back then to the source, to okay. renew, to revive, to, mm -hmm. to review Mm -hmm. Do um, we ever get off this hamster wheel of coming and going and coming and going and coming and going? <laughs> and coming I, I and would hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that we have to, our soul has to learn a certain amount of um, information in order to make that jump to truly ascend and not have to come back? 
I think so. Yes, yeah, that 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 appears to be very much the case. Okay. That, that I, my understanding of. Let me, perhaps I can answer that as best I can through right near the end, the two main characters, the bishop Isaiah and Athar, were taken up to really high levels of heaven, and they were shown. Um, and I remember in the writing, I'm trying to describe. I'm trying to describe what I saw in terms of colours and music. Mm -hmm. But they, they, what they were shown by this master. Now, I, I, I must preface. I tell you something else, which is very interesting about the book. And just as an aside, mm -hmm. all of the characters in the book. But when I asked, "What's this person's name?" Mm -hmm. I would get it straight away. Oh, wow. I had it, it was just there, like Athar or Samuel or Isaiah. It was just there. Mm -hmm. And it was a heavenly name. But this character, the master, I, I remember asking three times, what is this character's name? Mm -hmm. And I was not given it. Oh, wow. So I just, in the book, is he or she is just called the master. Because I, I, so, you know, whether it's, Jesus or Buddha. So the or, one that, the name whatever. that you don't, can't don't pronounce know. or don't pronounce. Okay. So, so you but make I can connections. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But he's the one that took, you know, he took these two characters up to these this higher highest level of heaven mm -hmm. to show him, show them the, uh, or the, the colours and the matrix and the music that mm -hmm. makes us here mm -hmm. in life. It was so it was so beautiful to see and so hard to describe. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, I, mean, I can imagine seeing something like that. It's you know truly out of this world, and most human minds can't grasp. It, it was hard to grasp. Yes. Yeah. In fact, I I, I must say that uh, I I question myself whether I I, I do what I saw mm -hmm. justice. I guess I, that's my self doubt coming in. But you know, it was was just so beautiful to see and hear the mm -hmm. music. The, uh, the colors but so hard to describe in words yeah, yeah. Well, well that would make sense because i think that if it's very easy to describe we'd be able to see it right here plainly on, on earth plane where yeah. you know it's a different plane so as you finish this book and reflect it back on it what was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself or uh, your belief system uh, life life has become just I'd say diametrically opposite because we're still a practical being, but it, it, life becomes more vivid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, the every, everything uh, it becomes important, and what's not important gets dropped away. You know, we uh, to 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 know that. I, in some ways, I'm a mouthpiece for the, the, what I saw. Mm -hmm. You know, is really important. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other thing, which is really really interesting, I now have no fear. No fear of death. So when it's my time, I will embrace it with mm -hmm. knowing that I'll go to heavenly realms having done the best I could possibly do. Mm -hmm. um, um, that doesn't take away the grief of loss, of course, no. you miss, but you know for oneself that you, you, you move to, you don't just fade to dust mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's all over. We go to sit with the heavenly father in the house that's prepared for us. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, 
I, it sounds beautiful. And I told somebody not too long ago, I might've even talked about it on air that, you know, the fall season and you go out and you look at all the leaves changing colors and you see the beauty. And that's actually death happening right before you. And death is absolutely beautiful. Yes. But it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that it can be such a beautiful experience. Experience, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, well, like you, we live amongst rainforest here in Cairns mm -hmm. uh, so we're surrounded by all that beauty every day yeah. it, it does have a, a certain majesty about it and and trials and tribulations at times but it's a beautiful place to be yeah it truly is okay so what is the what do you want people to get out of this book why should they get this book instead of the other 10 billion <laughs> <laughs> well it's a very good question I I, I I, for one, am not trying to convert anybody or change their systems of belief. I, 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 the, the book for me was a gift, so I give it to people yes. as a present. Mm -hmm. That's and and if if when they read the book, they they find or, or uncover their uh, the, let, let them find the laws of heaven for one, because mm -hmm. there's probably more in there that I've missed. But mm -hmm. uh, what if if they experience a, a mystical transformation, which ultimately what the book is about, to yeah. for them to create that aha moment and go, oh yeah, I've got that, you know, I've done my job, or or, or, or uh, if it if it uh, changes them, changes their pathway, turns them from errant pathway on onto their true purpose, mm -hmm. I've done my job. The the book has done its job. So it's not a question of, you know, accept this and this is what it's all about. It's, it's, it's a present for them to open and to find the gift within. Yeah. Well, I shared the book with a neighbor whose brother had passed away um, about nine, 10 months ago. And she was really, you know, upset. I mean, she's Catholic, she true heaven and hell, and there's nothing in between and all of that. And after she read the book, she goes, I feel better about death. Still yeah. not necessarily accepting, but she felt better about what would happen, you know, afterwards that the souls is not, you know, just lost someplace and there's yeah. no hope for it. So, I mean, Hopefully, if that can reach yeah. people on that level, it, even if it's just that, I mean, it's much, much more, but to me, even if it's just that, to give that peace of mind, mm. you know, you help, helping people with, you know, just being able to accept what happened bit by bit by bit and learn from you know yes life because we're not supposed to be here forever <laughs> <laughs> and actually who would want to be you know no no truth to that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. that's beautiful they're beautiful i'm glad you your your your, your friend has uh, experienced that because they're there in lies the essence of the book yeah yeah. yeah. And she got it. I mean, she could get out of her Catholic ways and just read and accept information as much as mm -hmm. she wanted to accept. So, you know, this is a book that I truly recommend to um, everybody, because at some point in time, you're going to be affected by the crossing of someone or something. Mm -hmm. And as you believe, I believe whatever your belief system is, that's kind of the path that you're going to take to where you want to go. So what pearl of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? Oh my goodness! Um, let me let me give let me pick out another law of heaven. How's that? Okay, let's that let works. me find one. 
Ah, let me. Here we go. Law number 13. Mm-hmm. If ever there was a separation between the divine and his children, then God's love would not exist. Wow. That's profound. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if ever there was a separation between the divine and his children, then God's love would not exist. Not exist at all. Yeah. No. Well, thank you. Wow. Uh, Monique, it's, it's been a pleasure. Charming. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. And you have to, well, you said you're not writing anymore, right? Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't hold me to anything that I said before. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's more to do, more to see. Yes. What, what tomorrow holds. Yeah, and uh, you're going to be here for a while, so you might as well make use of your energy while you're here. Um, folks, we've been speaking with um, Stephen Chong. The book is A Journey to the Afterlife. Um, now you know what will happen. Um, if you are interested in the subject at all, please get at the stories quite riveting. I didn't want to give it away because I tend to do that if I read a book and, and tell it. So, but but um, once you read the book, you will further understand uh, the concepts of what we've been talking about today. And again, you can check them out at his website, and that's stephenchong.com.au. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of discovering a journey to the afterlife. Abundant blessings, light and love to all. Agape.